before there was Street Fighter 2. There was the original one-on-one -on -one fighting game. Find out all about it from the bad boys at Tandy. It's us at the Coco Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Coco Show. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. Bad boy Aaron right here. That's right. And today, Aaron, we're going to talk about karate. Whoa, who's more qualified to talk about this game than us? I know. Two martial artists that are high ranked in their, right. in their awesome martial arts skills. That's but. right. So, you know, we, we have a, a long storied history of studying the martial arts between us. Mm -hmm. What was the thing that got you into wanting to do karate? Well, when I was a kid, uh, martial arts flicks were all the rage. Uh, and, I, and it's before the ninja stuff, even. I mean, I'm talking like the Bruce Lee, the Hong Kong. We used to watch, I used to get this thing called Chop Suey Cinema on Wednesday, and they would show all these uh, uh, movies from Hong Kong. And I was always into it. You know, was, like, this a, awesome. was this a local production? Was there an Elvira-like host? There wasn't a host, but they did have a generic like screen that would come up. It would be like mm. Chop Suey Theater. And you knew know? it was time. And it was every Saturday afternoon. It was time for Chop Suey Theater. And, of course, Bruce Lee. Bruce freaking Lee. Believe it or not, yeah. It was the 70s, and Bruce Lee was awesome. Mm -hmm. So, you, I mean, as a kid, you just grow up. You're like, man, karate's awesome. And so... I don't remember saying, Dad, I want to take karate, but they just signed me up. They were like, yeah, you know, and I was like, okay, sounds good to me. And it was time to go, mm -hmm. time to tussle. And I was in. That's and all there was to it. Your your karate your karate tutelage was all under one school, right? Yeah. Kosatumi Setkan Southern West Virginia Karate, a mixture of Japanese and Okinawan uh, style. It's Tell a, me about your dojo. What did it look like? The dojo would, had, had was in Milton, which is a, a town about, about 10 miles from here. And it, it was in an old fire department uh, that was in Milton, right on Main Street there, right in the main drag. I see it every time I go down there. And uh, it was a two-story building, and our the dojo area was at the second story of the building. And I remember having a lot of sweaty times up there because it was hot. There was no AC. And they had a punching bag up there, the big old the big old punching bag, mm -hmm. like you'd see like a boxing heavy bag. bag, heavy bag. But it was so old and beat down, and they were so cheap that they had just duct taped the whole thing. And I literally, that's the, and this is probably timing, but you know, I've got a skin thing that has haunted me my whole life, and it, it manifested itself when I was taking karate. And I would come out of that gym with both my hands bloodied and my knuckles and hands. There was no way to prevent it because mm -hmm. you're punching duct tape. Right. Now, of course, and, and you, I remember walking outside in the cold and there'd be steam coming off my hands like Ryu, you know, mm -hmm. before mm -hmm. even that was a thing. And even back then, I was like, this sucks. This hurts real bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, but I mean, now I look back and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, but at the time, I didn't think it was that good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I had a lot. Of, I had a lot of fun there. Uh, we used to do a lot of tournaments and go around and do a lot of tournament fighting. Um, but ultimately, that's what made me leave because I got pissed off. They had a rule at my school that you weren't allowed to fight your uh, co uh, your co-students in in the trophy rounds of tournaments, and I kept and I kept getting they'd have a coin flip, mm -hmm. and I kept losing. It happened like four or five times, and finally in a tournament, one of my best friends too. The deal was when you lost the coin flip, the next time you were supposed to win, well, they just flipped again, and I lost again, mm -hmm. and then I ended up getting knocked out of getting the trophy at all. Third round of Kumite, 
I told the old man, I'm like, I'm done, I'm out. I was, oh, well, I was not that calm, crying, mm -hmm. angry. You what know. grade were you in at this point? Oh, I think I may, maybe in the summer before I went to high school. Okay, so about Luke's age. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. about a year or two older, yeah. Year, year, about a year older, yeah. yeah you're yeah. older than Luke, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine Luke in that sort of a situation. Right, right. Same way. It's funny because they're not, the, the, the jiu-jitsu's not really, they do a lot of tournaments, but this school is not really super into tournaments like mm -hmm. the other school was. And so tournaments haven't been a thing for him like mm -hmm. they were for me. But for us, we were in them for, you know, oh, I was yeah. in a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Aaron, let's talk about karate. All right. So, both, you know, this is one of those uh, Coco games where you delve back into the past of, of, the, of the game, the title, and it, it's sort of a blank slate in a lot of ways. Some of these games, they, the, the lead, the lead up to them, the production, but they were not well documented. But I can tell you what I've got here. So believe it or not, Boat, this game came out uh, towards the end of 1985, mm -hmm. which is that's well in, yeah. you know, uh, to the game. And this was uh, one of my favorite publishers, Diacom Products. Now, my gosh, how many times have we covered these guys? Just to go over a few of the games, and we've covered a good chunk of these. They did WrestleManiac. They did uh, uh, Gantlet, Gantlet 2. <laughs> they did Grand Prix, which we covered. Mm -hmm. uh, Marble Maze, which we covered. Uh, so they've done a lot of stuff, and I did a whole stream of Diacom games. If you want to go back to the archives and dig them up, including this one. It was the first time I'd really sat in and played it. Uh, of course, the author of this and the King Dong of Diacom, David Dees, uh, David wrote a good chunk of the games I just mentioned, or was involved in them. Uh, he was a, uh, a prolific uh, programmer for the Coco and did a lot of really good stuff. Uh, and uh, this was one of his. Uh, this would work on pretty much any color computer with 64K. Uh, there were tape and uh, disc versions of this. I believe the disc version was somewhere in the ballpark of 29 bucks. That's what they usually sold for. Uh, back in those days, uh, I believe I actually I have a, uh, a MSRP twenty eight ninety five yeah, in yeah. the U S. Wow, I was close. Yeah, I, yeah, very good. That that we've talked about this before. Yeah, that's an insane amount to pay for a game uh, of this caliber. You know, the funny it's we an don't insane we don't talk in nineteen eighty five. Yeah, we don't talk with this that much, but we should since we're here. You know, you didn't just walk out for those folks that weren't around when the coca was romping and stomping. You didn't just walk out to your local uh, game store and pick up karate, all right? <laughs> so you've got to bear in mind that when you bought... Now, you could go out to a Radio Shack, and they would have some games. Could you get Pitfall 2 at the Radio Shack? Yes. Could you get the Madison Mentor? There were games that they had, at the, or Poltergeist. There were games you could get on cartridges that they would have at your Dexter's, another one you saw all the time, mm -hmm. Color Baseball. Mm -hmm. They did stock some games at Radio Shack. But games that Diacom did or Tom Mix, you would never, ever see those at a Radio Shack, ever. And you would never see them anywhere locally for sale. This entire, in fact, I'd say the majority of the games that the Coco had, the majority of them were mail order games. Mm -hmm. You and you would very rarely come across, uh, unless they were on cartridge, the, uh, occasionally you would see stuff on cassette, but a lot of it was on cartridge. And a lot of the funny thing is, the stuff that I saw at Radio Shacks often were like stuff like, 
uh, the sands of Egypt and Manus and Mentor, the, the text-based stuff or you know the really old stuff. Mm-hmm. Not so much the newer stuff. Every once in a while you'd get it, but you know, but you never saw any clones like that. You never saw those there. So you, when you're paying $29 to buy a game, you're paying it sight unseen, specifically based on whatever ad they had for the game. Right. Which makes it even more insane. Yeah. If you think about it. Like because when I, when 20, I, $29 in 1985 yeah. is that's a lot of money. I mean, that's what Nintendo games cost. Right. And just to put it in perspective, I bought one game, I believe, ever. The, out, of the, out of magazines, and that was WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and we recovered that. And there's some similarities to this and that, but you played that game. Now you can imagine spending thirty dollars, waiting two to six weeks for mm-hmm. that to show up. You get it; it's in a plastic baggie with a paper Xeroxed instruction paper page and a disc, and then you're in, and that's all you've got. And then you load it up, and you hope it's not absolute garbage. And there's a reason why a lot of these mail-order places had featured many, many clones. All right? And the, one of the reasons is when you order, to, if I'm ordering Gantlet or Gantlet 2, I'm going to go on the assumption they're going to be like Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. All right? And so you've got something to go on as opposed to just hearing them write, reading what they wrote about it and, just, and then hoping it's good. you right. know. So there's a lot to think of. So when you think of that $20 price tag, it's really more expensive in terms of the amount of pain and suffering you could put yourself through when you get the game. With all that said, though, I think that 29 bucks, yes, that's a little pricey for this. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of game here, I, I think, on this one. But Can I tell you a little bit about what the documentation says? Get, in, get into it, Bo. Okay, so. The, the, this, by the way, Xerox photocopy one sheet of paper documentation that's right that's right so the object of karate is to knock down your opponent using various karate kicks and punches in order to gain points and win matches does this sound familiar it sounds like every karate tournament i've ever been to it sounds like uh just exactly like the karate games we've covered on other shows in the past month (laughs) right (laughs) karate champ comes to mind so uh in this game this is a one or two player game uh, in one player mode, you use the left joystick uh, and you control the blue player. In this game, they were anticipating the anime craze by several decades by giving your player blue hair. Well, I assume that they're wearing, because I used to go to a lot of karate turns, they would have headgear. Headgear. So, yeah. and, they, and, and also, believe it or not, because the belts they have on match the headgear, that was not uncommon. Usually, they wouldn't make you change your belts. They would have an extra half of a belt that would slip mm-hmm. in the back loop Ooh, of your belt. Okay. So you could, the judges could differentiate the two fighters. Right. Now, that would be incredibly clever, except for the the fact that the docs say that you have blue hair. Well, <laughs> but I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help David D's out here. <laughs> the controller on the the guy on the right. That's the red player. Okay. So now, according to the documentation, uh, the the computer com- uh, computer opponent gets smarter and smarter the higher you go up through the ranks. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a fact. Yeah. Now here are the controls. Okay. So you got your 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 left, right, up and down, and your button. Um, when you uh, hold the joystick down uh, and you uh, you can crouch down, when you move the jo- the joystick up, then you'll flip. Yeah, and it's, it's a glorious, graceful. It flip. is glorious. It looks good. It's a, it's a full somersault in the air. Uh, if your well, if your opponent is in front of you, you do a front flip. If your opponent's behind you, you do a back flip yeah. right over their head. Yeah. I love it. Um, if you hold the button and the joystick up, that's how you punch. 
Uh, and uh, and then if you hold the button in the various corners, these are how you do the the kicks. Yeah. So you can do a forward kick, a drop kick, forward kick to the body. You got the low kick, which trips your opponent. And then you've got the back kick. You can do back kick to the body or the head. Yeah, I like the fact that you get two back attacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, how do you score points in this game? Well, you score half a point each time you knock down your opponent. Uh, you've got to knock down your opponent four times for a total of two full points to defeat your opponent and move on to the next match. Uh, the points are displayed in the top left part of the screen. The HUD, I would say, takes up the, the top third of the screen. You've got your high score uh, on the right and your, your score below that. And then on the left side of the screen on the top, you've got a timer. Uh, and you have what round you're currently on and your points. You've got uh, circles that get filled in when you get either full points or half points. You also see a uh, there are two bars. They look like energy bars. As far as I'm aware, those are just there for show. They're, they're just to show you what color is on which side exactly. of the thing. And it works. Exactly, exactly. And there's a 3D element to this where they make it look like you're it's sort of like in a dojo or at a tournament, including the uh, air. There's two little bars ring. that you stand yep. behind, you know, which that's exactly the I mean, I've been mm -hmm. in places that were like that wrestling. Yeah. Wrestling matches are like that, too. They with the little bars. So presumably these guys are probably at a high school somewhere on a wrestling mat. Right. Let's go with that. That's right. A... <laughs> <laughs> um, and so this game is, uh, uh, funnily enough, this is actually a score-based game. This is, uh, it's not just moving up through the ranks. You actually get scored depending on your techniques. So uh, the, you, the, the smallest amount of points you can get is if you trip your opponent. It's a dirty move. 100 points for that. <laughs> it's not dirty. It's part of it. Uh, you, if you, the forward kick to the body is 200 points. Back kick is 300. All the way up to 800 points for the drop kick. And, you know, I, I read those docs. And when I read, I was like, drop kick? Because when I think drop kick, I think like Coco Beware, kick right, in the face, right. you know? Or like Okada. And this, this is more of the it's jumping more of a jump front. kick, yeah. But I mean, I will say it's it's framed quite nicely when your guy oh, yeah. does it. He's your got guy's the, perfect form. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can also pause the game by pressing P. Yeah, you can also use the keyboard. There's a, there's the ability to use the keyboard in this too. Now, Diacom came out of Ontario. They were actually in Milton, or in Ontario. We we're just talking about Milton. How ironic. Yeah, that's yeah. more than ten miles away, though. So, uh, I, you know. <sighs> Is this a game that you would voluntarily play? Absolutely. In fact, I love this game. Okay, tell me about it. Tell me why. There's one aspect of this, and you didn't really mention this in the controls, I mean, because I don't know if you even know how cool it is, but the, I played this on stream uh, when I did the Diacom stream. Mm. God, I, I, this is one of the things I like about streaming. I always come across stuff I've not played for or forgot about. And one thing this game does that is awesome is, the, is your ability to block your opponent's attacks, right? And the blocks are very well done. He'll block high, he'll block low, and if you could get an exchange with the computer, especially if you move up the ranks, because the computer gets real good at blocking. It starts off, the computer's no pushover right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. But once you get okay at the game, you can take him out, you know? But as you move up the ranks, the computer can block better, and the blocking, it makes it more like a real fight. It does. Because he's throwing his moves, I mean, let's let's get let's keep it real, Bo, shall we? 
This is a pretty basic game. You're, there's not a lot of depth to it. There's no bonus rounds like Karate Champ. Doesn't have the control setup that Karate Champ does. It's a Karate Champ clone on the Coco that works on any Coco. Right? So it's basic. The graphics are basic. The fighters look fine. They move okay. They're not speed demons, but it's a it's a slower game. But the blocking makes this more fun because it makes it look like a fight. It looks like a fight you would see. Two guys going at it, and you can go. It's a lot like volleys in a tennis match. You can go through a fight where you're throwing crap left and right, and you're blocking each other, and it just is awesome to watch. You're not going to get it every time. Mm -hmm. You're going to get it once every couple rounds. You're going to see it. But it makes it more fun, and there's nothing more gratifying than blocking a couple of the computer's shots and then doing something and nailing him. The computer's not an idiot either. If you jump over him and don't immediately take him out, when you backflip back in front of him, he's going to punch it's you bam. in the face. Yeah. And you're going to take it because it's, that's what he would do, mm -hmm. you know? They did it. The, I don't know, AI or whatever you want to say, the computer. The, 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 they do a good job of ramping up the difficulty. Now, there are aspects of this game that irritate me a little bit. You can never get a full point in this, unlike Karachi. I've never once ever done that, so I don't think it's in there. You can only get half points. So really, it's basically best of, best of the best first of, of three. Yeah. The time limit is too fast in this. It goes real fast. For a game that moves like this, we need double. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong? Did you have that problem running out of time? I had it over no, I always, and over. I always lost before they. Oh, really? Yeah, I couldn't beat the first guy. Oh, God. Come on, Bo. Listen, Are you kidding me? I did. You're right. The secret to success in this game is utilizing the block button. Yeah. Okay, and if you're not using the block button, you're going to die. Also, okay? judging distances is part judging of it. Judging distances is important. I had a lot of trouble because my plan, and I, I spent most of my time trying to work the plan because yeah. that's, why, that's why I play these games, is I was like, I'm going to jump over the guy's head and hit him with a back kick. Yeah. I had the hardest time getting the back kick to land. Yeah, it's very uh, – the back kick – you think you nail it over and mm -hmm. over, and once you miss it once, you're boned. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, it's hard to get to get to to hit. I don't know if it's not what it is. I had the exact same. That was something else I was going to mention. Going over the opponent as cool as it looks, and it will work one time out of three. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it just doesn't work, and I don't know why. You know, so I, I can't answer that. But yeah, I had the exact same problem. But the this is I tell you the thing that makes this game great. Is one, it's got karate style rules, which I like. Yeah. I like Karate Champ. I like uh, Way of the Exploding Fist. I love games where it, it pretends like you're in a real tournament. Right. One point, you know, one shot, you get a score, you get a it's blocked. Um, I love the fact, like you said, it's a lot like a tennis match. If you block a shot, then you're, the other guy blocks a shot. Yeah. And it becomes a, a mental game. Yeah. You know, it's a mental game much more than a dexterity game. Uh, the characters are huge. They're huge. Yeah, they, they're they look huge. like two karate guys. They're very well drawn. Uh, I actually like the minimalist background. It sure. keeps things from being too busy. It's almost like you're in like the Matrix or exactly, something. Exactly, or yeah. in Tron land. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Tron yeah. fighters. So that's what I like. Now, the things that I don't like about this game, I wish they could have squeezed in a couple more frames of animation in here. Because whenever you hit, you hit, you, you score a hit, 
the other player just drops. Yeah. There's no there's no stagger there's back. No there's knock no knockback. Yeah. yeah, it's it is simplistic. I would have liked to have seen that. I also would have liked to have seen a referee incorporated. You know, you could stick just some to have dude, back yes, there. Just to have him back there. Yeah. You know, just add, add a little bit. Yeah, they, there is no fluff or there is no flourishes in this. Mm-hmm. It's as basic as it gets. You're not wrong. I do like the point aspect. Of course, they all sort of had that, but I like it. It's well-defined here if you read the documentation, if you're playing for points. It's got a high-score table. It's got some wacky sound effects, that's for sure. Whenever you start it up, whenever oh, yeah. you, you know, it's like, wah, 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 this weird, like, mm-hmm. echoey thing. Uh, so, the, But there's no music to speak of, anything like that. I mean, this is as bare-bones as it gets for a game. You know, having played some of the DICOM stuff, like we did Grand Prix and WrestleManiac, like, this is head and shoulders above WrestleManiac in terms of fun. Plus, the two-player element in this is, is cool. Also, uh, and Kurt, we can thank L. Curtis Boyle for this. He interviewed David Dees on uh, Coco Nation a while back. And David mentioned that they had actually put in some code to make this playable over a, over a network, over like a null modem, mm-hmm. sort of like P51. Right. Uh, I would. It's a shame that that didn't happen. That would have been kind of cool. We'd better play this on multiple machines. Of course, really, you can play it just about on one machine. It'd be cool to like, I assume they were going to have it, you can play it over the modem. I guess it was the way to go. Yeah. That would have been quite game, a feat. This game moves at a pace that I feel like that could be possible. Well, that, I was going to say, that would maybe explain why it moves like it does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not everyone's going to be down with this game, all right? And I know it's easy to make fun of, but thirty bucks is too much back then for sure. But this game, I come, I play it quite a bit. It's a one-on-one fighting game for the Coco. The Coco One mm-hmm. can play this. It requires sixty-four K, right? The Coco, if you've got an expanded Coco One or Coco Two, I mean, you can play it on anything. It and it's competitive fun. Mm-hmm. You've got to put yourself in the framework. Of the Coco. Now, this is 1985. Okay, when it, this didn't come out like 83, no. 84. So you're well in yeah. at this point. So maybe if you, and this is funny, we talk about how people don't look back at the ST historically and they don't judge it correctly. We are probably being way too lenient on a game that was released in 1985 that is this simplistic. Again, yeah, I always like to look at it as the Coco is the only thing that you have, it's the only thing that you know, and it's the yeah. only thing you've ever seen. Yeah, and I remember, you know, it's funny, I remember having this game you know, through piracy mm-hmm. uh, back in the day and not ever playing it hardly at all because I couldn't understand, I didn't understand how it worked. I didn't mm-hmm. understand the control scheme. because I And also, my attention span was like that. If right. I didn't get it, I was out, brother. You know, but... Going back on it now, and knowing, having played all the games we've played, I really enjoyed it on the stream, and I enjoyed playing it this week and going through the computer. I can only get about three guys in before I lost. The computer does up his game. He just blocks all your stuff mm-hmm. and makes it real tough uh, to play. But I, I enjoyed it. I think it's, I think it's a winner. If you want to have something to just give a shot, it's certainly something I'm going to break out at Boat Fest or break out uh, at, at any gatherings we go to because there aren't that many two-player games that are fighting games on the Coco. And I think if you're going to play a two-player game, this is a fine two-player game. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that you didn't find any reviews on this one. No, uh, no, no. We did get one review on our Discord channel. Uh, Pajaco6502 writes, I gave this one a quick, a quick whirl. And sure, it's no karate champ, but it's not a bad game for the Coco. For me, there are some clear similarities between Karate on the Coco and Karate Champ in the arcade. Yeah. Okay, the graphics are a little simpler and it's lacking locations, but I would not be surprised to hear that the developers have been influenced by Karate Champ. 
<laughs> I think that's probably true. Now, I can't tell if he's parenting us well, or not. Well, <laughs> again, again there, I mean, it's, 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 it's based on a thing that also exists in real life. So, yeah. I mean, who knows? Who can say? And this one, you can't, although the point, half point thing, it also exists in real life. That's right. the way karate That's judged. the way karate scored. You know, so yeah, you might want something there. Now, this game's a little slow and clunky in places, but the developers have done a reasonable job of mapping lots of moves to a single joystick with one button, and it's quite challenging against the computer. You have to be lightning quick on the buttons when you are in striking range, and often you'll pull a move and miss only to be smacked down the split second your character returns to their normal stance. I can imagine this one being a lot more fun as a two-player game than against the computer. Overall, not bad for the platform and the time, but there just wasn't enough to keep me hooked for long. Six out of ten. P.S. There's one line in the manual that made me laugh. Joystick in top right corner, forward kick to your opponent's head. Man, they are straight to the point there. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to challenge. Here's my ch it's the uh, Amigo Aaron challenge. Oh. You ready? I challenge the... Uh, the Coco programming, because we're too dumb, right? Mm -hmm. We played Way of the Exploding Fist uh, a couple weeks ago uh, on the ZX, mm -hmm. I believe it was, boat. And the same thing, one button, joystick, and that thing's controls are off the charts. Yeah. They did a great job. Yeah. I would love to see someone take this game, add in, the uh, use the control scheme from Way of the Exploding Fist, and give this guy, this poor red, blue-haired guy, some more moves. That they could use, and that would be great. You know what the secret is? I don't. Bitbanger. Bitbanger. It's funny you should mention that, Bo. Are you ready to take the plunge into the exciting world of the Tandy Color Computer? Have you tried emulation and found it to be confusing and unreliable? What the hell is Bitbanger? It's time to get yourself a real Coco and get yourself over to RetroRewind.ca and get it out with everything you need to enter the Coco universe. The Coco SDC is the fastest, easiest way to jump into the nirvana that is gaming on the Tandy Color Computer. A preloaded SD card is already included, so just pop it in your Coco and away you go. Pick up your Coco SDC at Retro Rewind and be sure to use the promo code AMIGOS10 to save 10% off the already low price. Thank you to RetroRewind.ca for sponsoring the Coco Show. <laughs> All right, Aaron, what are we doing next time? Man, who knows, show? voter dares to dream. What's the curtain say? It doesn't know either. Mystery, mystery game. It doesn't know. We are recording this episode uh, for free future release for us in July as we will be out on vacation. But we will be back with a new mystery game on the Kogo Show before you know it. And until then, all hail. Oh, curse boil. Oh, oh. The Coco Show is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. Patreon supporters help choose the games we play, receive exclusive magnets, and get access to the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord server. Visit patreon.com slash thecocoshow if you'd like to support the show and join our community.